is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. News for the Soul is now in its 25th year of broadcasting. Tune in live or visit the archives at newsforthesoul.com. That's newsforthesoul.com. Next on News for the Soul, love and healing solutions with Beth and Gill. Gill and Beth show people how spiritual truth can help you heal from emotional pain resulting in personal transformation. Gill is a highly skilled pastor who raised up two megachurches in Colorado, and Beth is known around the world as a top-flight psychologist, trauma expert, and gifted healer. Together, they inform and inspire people to recycle and repurpose their lives through the currency of a healed life from breakups and divorce, addiction, failure, loss, and change. Tune in for regular live broadcasts and the opportunity to dive deeper in one-on-one transformation. Please welcome back Beth and Gil to News for the Soul. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Hey. Uh, every time we hear that introduction, I always feel like we should have an English accent. Oh. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, that would make us, it would make us seem a lot uh, more, interesting? more interesting and wiser. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Curio. It's funny because some of our intros are in English accents. <laughs> is there a way you can work on that for us? There is totally a way I could work on that for you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, it's good to hear your voice. We've missed you. Yeah. How are you doing and how's it going and what's new? Yeah. Oh, boy. Man. How much time do yeah. you have, Nicole? Yeah. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're hanging in there. It's, it's been a new year starting out with a bang. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Just good challenges, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, I think that's uh, the way of how it goes. So it's like we, yeah. yeah, we had some illness on this end, and we're taking care of best mom, and we're. Um, kind of moving her out here, and that's a good thing. And so, you know, it's a 3,000-mile move that we need to, that we're helping with. And amongst, um, you know, gosh, hundreds of people a month that check in and say, hey, help us, <laughs> you know, so. It's, I mean, I it think it's good. funny because, you know, people, um, they always see the new year as, you know, it's going to be, so much better and it's going to be different you know and like everybody for about 24 hours some belief that there will be no challenges this year <laughs> yeah hey 24 hours of <laughs> you know and then the hits just start coming it's like it's, it's so yeah yeah people are like I'm, yeah I'm, I'm really excited i'm turning the page on this awful year and now yep. you know <laughs> yep. uh, you know it's it's yeah so it's yeah good to be a realist, I guess, and then help yeah. people through that. Yep, help people and ourselves. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, thanks <laughs> yeah. for asking. And yeah. uh, it's good to hear your voice. And I think, you know, it's it's good to be back in circulation too. And part of that is being right here with you and and um, and your listeners. You know, I think we we've, we've said it on every show on every hour for the last few years at least every time the energy seems to be amped up from the show before <laughs> so i think that it's you know it just everything's uh raising its game yeah 
Right on. Yeah. Right on. Well, you know, we are in the series now. Your trade's gone wild, and um, <laughs> you know, and, and we and this one, the one that we're in the middle of, has just been really interesting because I don't know yeah. how it works for you or your listeners, but for us, anytime we are making strides in an area, and I think it's a big deal for people to be able to navigate life well. That's why that Hebrew term hakma means skill in living. It's been an ancient term that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, has been a part of every generation, and that is that, you know, if you get a life, you have to develop skills to walk it through. And, you know, you don't... What does the word mean again? Takma means skill in living, living skillfully. It's, it's does, how to, does, our, does our culture have that? No, right, right. <laughs> right. Hmm. our culture I'm just right. saying every generation. I'm sitting here thinking, no. is that, is, are, are you sure? No, I'm saying every generation <laughs> is challenged to yeah, make okay. sure that, you know that you have an opportunity to live with skill. Yeah. And, That's an opportunity. And if you don't, then you find yourself in a place. And what's really tough about this is that if you have a family, a generational scenario going on where the skill has not been there, then the challenge is greater for you. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I know for me personally, it's, it's, um, it was like, look, I'm going to either do this well and dive in and, you know, or, I'm just going to be swept out in the flood of cultural ideas that are headed in directions that aren't really, you know, healthy. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a challenge, you know, it's like anything else in that way. And so, you know, Beth and I jump in and, and we say, okay, um, let's do this and do it well. So this one, uh, this personality trait on judgment uh, mm-hmm. is, um, it's just been interesting because the more we have looked into this and prayed about this and the more that, you know, Anytime we step into something that we want more of, then, you know, God will say, um, uh, here's some practice for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you start seeing it everywhere. Yeah. Just like, oh, don't, yeah, like, uh, no, don't notice the yeah. dark blue cars. And all of a sudden, <laughs> there they are. That's all you see. Oh, right. Yeah. So this is something that's, that we've been looking at. And the last time we were with you, I think it was about a month ago, live anyway, we we looked at this um, first half of this judger piece. And judgment, and we said this, and this is, you know, judgment is really a form of love. The problem of judgment is it's the love of self. So it's a love that's not outward. Judgment says that I am God and the way life should go is the way I think it should. And the people and circumstances and situations and experiences in my life I have scripted out, and it must go the way I have written the play. And if it doesn't go that way, then I have every right to stand up on my throne, you know, on my ivory tower, and, I mean, can I say this term? And bitch. It's basically (laughs) where I say, I can stand up here then and complain. I can stand up here, and, and more than that, I can grab a neighbor or someone that I know and gossip about these people that are not going along with my script. Um, and I'm okay doing that. I'm justified doing that. You know, this is, this is um, I love me and how I want things to go. And when those things don't happen, then, man, it's, it's, it's throne time, and I get to be on that and fire away. And so... Even the quiet ones around judgment then will seethe inside and 
you know, you they get this, you know, fire burning in them and, and these embers get, fire, you know, going to where it's like, you know, life is not the way it should be and I am beyond rageful about it. No one would say that. They wouldn't say I have rage. That's not a word we like to hear. But there is a smoldering anger and a smoldering sense of I deserve better than this. Well, I was just thinking, you know, my client base is largely people with chronic illness or major illness or, or you know, what, whatever pain is in life. But as you were talking about that, you know, justification, like I'm justified in being this angry, I'm justified in being this rageful. Yeah, you fast forward that about two years and you've got major health problems for a lot of people when you do that. So you can be as justified as you want and it's going to make you sick. And I heard a perfect example of this today that I'm going to share. Uh, And she's not my client, so I feel okay saying this because I don't use names anyway, but a client that I just heard about with um, liver cancer. And she said to the healer, well, what do you mean I have to get rid of this rage towards my mom in order to heal from stage four liver cancer? I'm not interested. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, talk about the the perfect example of an extreme of justification. I am justified in this rage towards my mom. Are you kidding me? You think I'm going to let this go because I have stage four liver cancer? I mean that's shocking. So that's there was a no shocking statement. So there was no tie for this person. There was oh, no, no dread. No, she no, she no. She is in effect right saying, there I'm making not. she's making a choice. And she's saying if I, I have to forgive my mom in order to survive this cancer, no. I okay. and she hung up. It was over. I'm just saying that is the that is the extreme example of justification for my rage. Yep. And I have seen that with many clients over the years, particularly with cancer, because cancer is always driven by rage and unforgiveness. And a lot of times really nice people will have cancer because they hold in rage because they're not allowed to show it. So then you got that. But anyway, I just I just wanted to share that because that is that that's right. I am justified. Well, okay. We'll see how that goes for you. Because it won't go well. And the opposite of that, in my mm-hmm. side of this and, and dealing with my own rage back in the day, mm-hmm. was I have to surrender and accept. Surrender and acceptance were big. And it was saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say life is, right, this is the skill part. Most people say, man, if I hold on to this rage, then I win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I win. And, and life yeah, what, feels what like. Yeah, you win. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. A pissing match? Yeah, but seriously, I'm going to hold on to this. I don't care if my liver cancer blows up in a million. I'll go to stage 12. I don't care. I'm going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to. I am. I'm going to. I'm going to, I'm going to die. You know, giving the finger to my mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, wow. You could have had 20 more years of joyful living. You could have had 20 more years of impact. You have 20 more years of meaning, 20, 20 more years of loving your children, 20 more years. I mean, I'm just saying, I will give all that up to flip off somebody and, yeah, and say later. I mean, I, I just, I think that is, yeah, I think that's what, 
that's the thing, Nicole, as I think that, you know, people will say, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold on to that. And that would be, I think the ancients would say, right, that would be non-skillful living. <laughs> that would be <laughs> buying into culture. That would be going with your flow. That would be you feeling, anti-hakma. yeah, anti-hakma. <laughs> I'm going to do this, right? And I'm serious, though. You have people who literally do that. I think that's spot on. And I think the other side of that is saying, okay, I will surrender which is a really tough word. I will lay down my weapon. I will lay it down. And I will accept this is what it is. This is the script that is playing out. I will accept that. And then I on my side will adjust to what needs to happen for me to live a fulfilling life. Yes. And looking at why did you believe you needed that weapon in the first place? Because in your life right now, you may not. But it's, it's, it's subconscious, it's automatic programming that you have to have that weapon. Like for you, with the family you were raised in, you, when I met you, you we talked about you had a weapons closet that was full, metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I don't, I don't need these anymore. I'm not living with my dad anymore. You know? So, yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it, too. And people out of pain, you know, they do the justification out of pain. But it's like, it's, it's, it's silly. It's anti-Hakma. Mm-hmm in terms of a choice. You know, I really, Nicole, something happened this week, and I thought, I think it was really, been really good, actually, in this way. And I don't, we're going to give your listeners a chance to write some things down here very soon as we kind of dial this up. But, you know, family comes in, right? A lot of times it's, I call it the glorious experience of family gatherings over the holidays. (laughs) (laughs) It's a glorious, it's a glorious experience. And so we got to get ready. We go, go, here we go. And yes, um, when, I, when I walked my mother to her bedroom and told her to go to bed on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yes, like that. That kind of glory. The glorious, the glorious family gathering. And, uh, go to bed. <laughs> yeah, but that's what Beth and I have. We have our own. I'm sure your listeners do too, right? It's like, hey, everybody's getting together and there's parties going on. It's a joke, right? Yeah, it's like, whoa, this could go, wow, you know, crazy Uncle Eddie might just come out of the closet there. We're going to be in trouble. But. <laughs> It was interesting that, uh, that uh, my, I had some family coming in, and I call them my good, my good side of my family. And they live here in Florida, and uh, we're in Sarasota, and they're up in Wesley Chapel. And, and then, well, I guess another couple is coming from Illinois. Yeah. And so um, I had a moment. I had a moment. And it was really interesting because I started putting on, like, armor. And um, that was just so crazy. So automatic. It's so automatic. And so I'm talking to Beth, and she goes, man, she goes, you sound, right, you're just like your brother, right? You said, but your voice, your, everything changed about you yeah. right in front of me. Yeah. Your voice changed? Yeah. Like you became, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did, like, man. Yeah. You're right, right. I'm like, who, who is that dude? Uh, it's a Josie. I'm like, I know. Your, your voice is changing. Your eyes almost change color. Yeah, they do. And the reason is... <laughs> is because there's so much trauma in my, in my past around this stuff. That's right. And so, um, gotta get ready. It's natural. It's, it's so natural to anti-Hakma this, right? It's so natural to say, I'm just going to get my armor on and I'm going to, I'm going to load up and it's (laughs) going to be an Avengers deal here, you know? And, um, and the thing was, I'll be honest, it was a little embarrassing because I knew I could tell even, I was like, Ugh, like, you know, and I don't want anybody else to see this. (laughs) I, you know, I'm like, well, this is just what I do, you know. And Beth, 
investors like, hey, uh, oh, ooh, hey, uh, <laughs> dang, that's just, <laughs> well, you were, you were like. Yeah, what I said was, yeah, what, <laughs> and I will not repeat the name, but I said this certain person <laughs> is not coming. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this certain person is not coming. Yeah. yeah. And because in, in my, yeah. 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 So anyway, all I have to say is that this is really important, I think, in this being in the being in the now and being in this kind of place of saying put down your weapon you know and knowing when it's to be able to do that and i think that um it's so important i could have ruined i'll be honest i could have ruined not just other people's experiences so i could have ruined my own and i think that's the bottom like where i actually right and i had a because beth was kind enough <laughs> to put her arm around me and go dude <laughs> like <laughs> we're gonna have a blast like what do you you know time out here and it was so great because just in that moment and i mean this i'm gonna say this to your listeners like big time okay this whole idea of being like oh i'm a positive thinker it's just bs you're gonna have to live in the now and to live in the now means you need to make decisions in the now to say that's right. I need to realize that I'm not time zoned. These people aren't coming. I have done a really good job of setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful time that's going to be happening. And, and you know what? I deserve a great time here. Yeah. And, 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 and enough of, you know, I'm willing to just let other experiences and people and expectations put me into a really negative drift. You know, had I not had a great time on that, I could have easily gone, well, I didn't have a very good time because these people and blah, 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 right? That's such BS at this point. You know, I have the ability to to make a choice to say, you know what, I'm going to choose to surrender and accept in this rather than hold on to some past uh, awesome trauma garbage that I um, don't need to do anymore. And I think it's Anyway, I just want to say I think it's important, two things on that. One, it's important to know that you can do it, and two, and I mean this, I hope you have a person in your life that loves you enough to say, hey, um, I love you so much. Please come into the reality of the situation. Please allow yourself to come back. Come back to me. You know, come back to me. I love you. Come back. You know, I want you to experience something really great and not hold on to that. So I just think, man, those two things are huge for me in that. And I think for your listeners, too. Anyway, Beth, you wanted to jump in. Well, one of the things that I tell my clients that I work with, and I I say this often because I believe it really helps, is if you feel like, and we all can know, we can all watch ourselves. That's what we, as human beings, right? We call it an objective observer, which is part of HACMA, right? Um, We all have the ability to watch ourselves and observe ourselves and how we're feeling, observe our behavior, observe our bodies, observe ourselves. And when one observes that their emotions, how they're feeling, their level of tenseness, intensity, anxiety, does not match what's happening around them in that moment, okay, then you know you are living from another time zone from the past. So, for example, right, if we were in the kitchen and you had some of your family members coming, you know, the good side coming, and um, 
right, you noticed, right, you were starting to get really amped up, really amped up. And so if, when you look around. And Nicole, me getting really amped up. Oh, he's big. He's 6'6". Really... <laughs> <laughs> he's big. It's so, so embarrassing. But no, it's not embarrassing. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. <laughs> you were doing great. So, no, but, but if you think about it, right, so that's a perfect example. You're getting amped up. You're getting maybe even warm, maybe a little sweaty. Your voice is changing, getting louder. You're putting on this kind of um, armor and this weaponry. Like I could just tell all that was happening. But for the person, if you're alone, you can do this too. You can feel it. It's like, okay. And you knew, like you said, you could feel yourself doing it. So, like, when you feel that and then you look around and go, wait a minute. Okay. Nobody is here. Um it's really quiet. We've got some candles going. My favorite auntie is coming. Um, and my two favorite girl cousins. Um, oh, wait, okay, yeah. Okay, then you can see the reality doesn't match how you are feeling, behaving, responding. And when you can see that, you automatically know you have been taken back to a time zone of trauma from your, from your mm-hmm. life. So you know that, and then you can say, oh, wow, okay, if I just look at myself, this does not match what my surroundings are right now. And then you catch yourself, and then you can release it. Like, okay, and a lot of times, I mean, I've been doing intuitive healing work for so long that even, like, for myself, I can feel. It's like, oh, there I went. I just went to a place Mm -hmm. where I felt 10 years ago. I know exactly where I just went. I am not here. Um, And sometimes we know those things and sometimes we don't, but we at least can tell, I'm not here right now. I just went to another place. My body is reacting as if I am living from a different spot, you know, from when my dad was there or whatever it was for the person. So it's just an exercise that really helps. You know, how I feel and act, is that matching what's really here? If not, you're somewhere else. Bring yourself back here now. And I think everyone does it, you know, like this pressure to be a yeah. positive spiritual leader. I mean, nobody's in yeah. that hat 24 hours a day, and it makes you more real and authentic and your teachings more uh, poignant when, yeah. you know, you're able to admit your moments, right? That's oh, right. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Well, we, all, we all have those moments. Yeah. Everyone does. And then if you can catch yourself sooner, then there's less pain involved. Sometimes, you know, we don't catch ourselves until after the interaction and wonder why we felt so bad. And that's okay, too. You can see it, you know. And one of the things that I, I, another thing I love to share with people is, okay, so if you noticed yourself and you were time zoned, you were living from somewhere in the past with automatic programming that isn't so stellar, okay, well, that's okay. You just notice it. Even if it's after the interaction, don't condemn yourself because nothing good will ever come of that. Don't condemn yourself. Just go, oh, aha, you know, there it is. There's that old programming again and, you know, it caused me not to have some great time tonight, but I'm not going to condemn myself. I'm just going to notice it. Okay, well, good, you know, better luck next time. I saw it, which helps me for the next time. Yeah, I, I think that's really important that we're gentle, right, with ourselves in that because if we're not, and then you live under that condemnation piece, then you know that's going to really that's going to be that's going to spiral you the wrong way. And again, that comes back to you know, again, skill in living is 
hey, when I notice this stuff, it's just being, it's being gentle. You know, I, I really think too, like celebrate that, you know, the fact that you're, you're getting to the place where you go, Oh, there I am. You know, I think that's a really great thing um, of saying, Oh yeah, that's that dude. You know, that's that kid back when he was 16 that had to fend for himself in really, really difficult places of abuse and, you know, verbally, physically, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's that kid that he's just, yeah, he's getting fired up. And you know what? That's okay. There he is. And that kid's a great kid. He actually survived with that. And now he can just kind of say, hey, you know, I'm I'm good. You know, I'm really good. So all I have to say is, Nicole, we had a great time. And, you know, uh, seriously. Um, that, that's the thing. I had a great time. So did you. Everybody was in a great spot. And I think that, you know, we were able to set a, we call it a container, right? We have this like safe container that really every time we get together, we call this the house of joy. Best name is, you know, bait. It's house. Mine's Hila in, in, in ancient Greek. It means house of joy, right? So we both have said, let's create this kind of transformational environment for people that are here. And to do that, um, I love you, and I've said this a million times over. When you say I'm going to commit to that, then the challenges will come, and that's okay. It's like okay, I'm, I need to deal with that. And um, I love the fact that we we have kind of put our marker down on that one. It's like um, Beit Hila, which is our names together, House of Joy. We are in on creating that, and I know on my end what could, in a sense, sabotage that would be not being in the now and aware and then being able to surrender and accept in that. And that's decisions that I make. And I think that's what we wanted to say to your listeners today was um, judgment, this thing that can take you really off your game, right, and can place you in really dark, dark spots. Um, You can make decisions in the now that will change all that. It will change all that. And so what's been happening, I think, with, with Beth and myself is we've had opportunities to um, live in that anti-Hakma place of I'm going to just let how the culture does these things dictate how we do these things. And if that's the case, then we're going to be sitting on top of our thrones, throwing judgment in ways that say, I am justified that you all get your act together and make this work out rather than, hey, I can make decisions on this. So we wanted to throw out a couple of things on this mm-hmm. that we think will help. And then we want your, you know, if, if, you're, if you're listening in and you want to kind of um, come along with us on this, then we're going to ask you to write some things down as we go so that you're able to become more kind of in the now for yourself and more aware. Um, so this, the, the two ways of creating a path away from what bitter judgment can do um, to you, the, the, the path really of, of peace, I think the path of joy is, you know, the way of decision and the way of love. And, and this is what we, you know, we talk about and it's what we preach, I think, in a way, in a good way that we're, and we strive for, yeah. We say, okay, we're striving, we're going to be gentle with ourselves as we go. And so um, this way of decision is, this is where I'm going to ultimately choose when I get triggered to judge someone, I'm going to make different decisions. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to not go with the cultural flow on this. I'm not going to move on to a throne and say, my script is the way this needs to go. You've inconvenienced me. You have totally made my day awful, and I'm going to beat you up for it, and I'm fully justified in doing that. I'm going to move away from that, right? And I'm going to do decisions that are really, really crucial in this. Really crucial. And Beth has some really good stuff around this, too, right, about why we do this and how we can be gentle with ourselves. But the first one goes like this. I will make the decision 
that I can't control another individual. I cannot control them, right? I might, this is kind of the law of expectation. I will make the decision that I can't control another individual. I can only control myself, okay? That's my decision. I make it in, in the now. Instead of saying, for my day, life, this experience I'm in, whatever, to go inconvenience and perfect because that's what I need to have. I wake up every morning. I go, boy, I know exactly how I want my day to go. I've got it all planned out. Here it is, you know. Uh, everybody's going to play along. Everybody's got a part. This is a play, right? I have that's a play. Me. Yeah, I'm in theater here. I am not only the director, I'm the writer. I did the screenplay. This is the way it's going to go. And it's going to be amazing, especially if all these people play their parts that I have written down right here, right? When that happens, right? I'm, so, anybody's perfect. This person, this person needs to be blank, whatever it is. They need to be kind. They need to be on time. They need to be sharp. They need to be getting their job done. They need to be out of here by this, whatever it would be for you. This, you know, for us a lot, it's just a whole slew of decisions all day long and positions we go in. Instead of saying all this, right, where I have all these expectations, I've written the script, everybody's got to play their parts, I say, I am going to say this is the way this person is. This is the way the situation is, the way this day is. This is the way all this is going, and I'm going to stop trying to change all of this, this person, these people especially, and adjust my heart accordingly. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to be a different person around this situation rather than let it take me down a dark road. I will be the one who transforms first. And that's okay. Matter of fact, it's a great thing. And I'm just going to give you five examples. This is, this is like my week, our week. And Beth can give you hers, and I don't want to, she wants to. But I was sitting there, we were writing this out, and I thought, my gosh, this stuff happens all the time. And it happened just in the last few days, right? These are, these are five biggies, right? Our handyman, right? I had a written play out. He was in the play. I had written out his part. I did. I wrote it all out, exactly how he needed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had a friend of ours who helped us get some uh, uh, lawn uh, mulch ordered, and he completely missed on that. And I had it all written out for him, too, how this was going to work and how we were going to feel by the end of that day. And then these are all great first-world problems, Nicole, and we yeah. have them. So just putting it out there. This is this first world stuff, and I'm telling you, it's important. And then, the third, the third, there's another, right? The, like, Beth and I both have punishing exes that we have to deal with, like, in, on an ongoing basis in various ways. So, our children, really, I was having now, so our children. And we have six of them. And so, we have lots of opportunities to hear about our exes, BS, right? And then, um, we have, we have uh, Beth's mom moving yeah. We have Beth's best mom moving out here, and um, we're moving. We're, we're doing all this work to put her into this place called Arietta. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Arietta means melody and song and a great marketing, except they don't live it. And so here we go. We go, all right, we got to get that done. And there's and this person that's our point person blew a flooring deal, right? Ah, I had it written out that she was going to have a perfect flooring scenario for this place, right? I had it all written out for that phone call, and she totally messed it up, right? And then a person that got onto our you know, website and DM'd me, Gil Jones, awesome guy. I really love people. I'm the lover and not a fighter. No, no, no. And called me a piece of you-know-what, POS. So <laughs> this is just the last few days, Nicole. <laughs> like, like this is the easiest thing to write. Because uh-huh. my script was not adhered to <laughs> Sorry. by the world. By the mess. I yeah. had the mess. <laughs> Nicole, <laughs> if people only did things my way, we would have world peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'd all be wearing tie-dyed shirts, sitting around campfires, holding hands, and experiencing Woodstock too. It would be amazing. <laughs> I have it all set up. <laughs> I just want you to know. 
I have a script. Your listeners would love it. Matter of fact, if they want to check in with me, I will let them know the part they are to play. Yeah, right. <laughs> theater of the mind. Yeah, that's right. And I have it. I have it. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna offer this out there, Nicole. I have a feeling your listeners have this too. <laughs> oh dear. I do. <laughs> and um I just have I just have a feeling. Well, we all focus on what's going wrong. And it's all, all about us saying, you know, you're writing the script, I got a part for everybody. Obviously you're kidding, but it's so true that it makes it funny. Because yeah, it's all about us and how our day is supposed to go. And then, you know, throw God in there, too. You're going to get mad at God because your day didn't go perfectly. I mean, I hear that one all the time. Not from you, but, yeah, I mean, no, but, you know, seriously, yeah. Yeah, it's about me and my comfort. Thank you very much. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean. That's true. mm, I have a warm, cozy life I've written out. (laughs) And uh, so. You know, the play is on, right? I wake up, ding, alarm goes off, and here's the way it's going to go. And so I just want to put – I just think something that happened, and, again, I, I know I, I talked about Beth a lot because I, I really respect her in this way, but, man, I was going off on one of these on one of these people in my play, you know? Yeah. Just to me, not – Yeah, no, not to anybody else, just my just, – just my close friends and the neighbors. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I was just – but if they would give me a chance, I would let them know what I'm thinking. Um, well, no, you would. Okay, I wouldn't. That's true. Eh. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining in maturity. So in maturity. So um, anyway, so I was. We were in the kitchen. I was going off on somebody in in my play that wasn't playing their part, and they weren't putting the right words or deeds in there. Words and deeds are important in my play, Nicole. And. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I was doing that. I was kind of, I was going, going, I was, gosh. Doing everything wrong with you. Ugh, just everything. This guy does this on, man, you know. Because I live in the world of expectations, and um, I'm learning about this. So, you know, Beth just looked at me, and she's like, I love it. She goes, has this person ever played this part you've written for them? Just, I'm, I'm, I'm phrasing this the way I heard it. Has this person ever played the parts, ever said the words and done the deeds that you've ever written for them. Like, have they really, have they done that? Have they exhibited these qualities ever in your life as you've seen them? And the answer was no, no, (laughs) they haven't. And so Beth just goes, so when are you going to surrender and accept that? See him for who he is. And see him for who he really is. And then see, I love this part, see the beauty in this guy because he has a lot of it. You know, he just wasn't doing what I wanted him to do in the timing that I needed it to happen. He wasn't getting back to me, right? These are things, this daily stuff that happens, right? These first world problems. And, man, I was just, I was, I, I man, it was just weird. So, anyway, all I have to say is, um, Beth just said, hey, time out, come back into this, and really, here's the reality of it. And it was like, okay, I need, I need to make two decisions. One, I'll make the decision that I can't control another person, only myself. And two, um, that's the law of expectation, right? I'm gonna a law that anytime you put expectations on people, you're just piling yourself up for disappointment and anger. Yes. So it's like, okay, you know, know who they really are, and then I will make the decision to focus on what is going right rather than wrong. And this is super important, okay? So I'm gonna make sure then. I'm going to look at this person, and I'm going to see the right things about them and what they do. And say, this is really important because it becomes a gratitude list. 
So you've got the law of expectation and the law of gratitude. These are the decisions we need to make under those auspices, right? I'm going to say, under the law of expectation, this person is the way they are, and I have chosen to do life with them. And if I choose to do life with them, then in this script, it needs to leave a whole lot of room for grace and a whole lot of room for lower expectations and a whole lot of room for what is real. The reality of the situation, Beth goes, has this person ever said the words you've written and done the deeds that you have laid out for them in perfect ways that never inconvenience you? And the answer to that is, hell to the no. <laughs> no. Okay, then, Jonesy. And they aren't going to. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to. So you need to change your script. And that's on you. And I tell you, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say this. It was like she just took a scissors and cut a brutal thread where my heart just got free. It was like, mm. oh, that's right. You know? That's right. And my heart was being strangled. I mean, it's just my soul was being strangled by these expectations I'd laid on this guy. And not only him, my ex, you know, this friend who blew our mulch deal. The lady down at Arietta who blew the flooring, you know, the person who <laughs> and didn't tell me what an awesome person I was and said went the <laughs> other way with that. Um, that, cord, that cord got cut that was strangling my soul. And I'm just going to say, okay, I think a lot of your listeners are probably have strangled souls right now. And at some level, at some point, you want to cut that or not and let your heart live free. Your soul is living in freedom, and that it can love and be gentle and be really who you really are, really who you're really made to be. Because God's got you in that. He's got a great design for you, and he never, he didn't make you to have to go through this life and have your soul be strangled by these expectations you have and really this piece of you that says, I'm going to focus on what's wrong rather than what's, on what's right, and therefore I don't have a gratitude piece to my heart. So those two things, those two things changed for me in one second. Wow. One second. In one second. This isn't a long surgery. For, you know, days on end in these, with these people. Every one of those five expectations I had of those people that weren't playing by my script, that's, that scissor cut that cord that was strangling my heart. And I'm telling you, I started living in a place of freedom and love and joy. And I mean that. It was one second. One second. Now, here's the deal. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to be presented with this problem again, right? It doesn't mean that, okay, that cord got cut, and therefore, that cord's just laying there waiting to come back and strangle your soul. Right? It's not, <laughs> this, you know, you say this all day. This is a daily thing. This is a moment-by-moment thing. It might be 10 times today, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to say yeah. well, No, and I mean, I think that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, every, and I, I apologize that this is the truth, but everything goes back to how you were raised. Yeah. Not just for you, Gil, for all of us. Everything, the core of who we are, our beliefs, our constructs, how we see the world is age five and under, no matter who you are, is when that is cemented. Now, it doesn't mean it can't change, because if it couldn't change, I, all be I, I would have no job. <laughs> <laughs> so we know it's changeable. Um, but, but yeah, that, that is that automatic programming is set. And for you, you know, and, and a lot of people, our culture is very into blame. 
our culture is very into blame, one side or the other of politics, any any issue, it's blame. Okay, it is you're wrong, I'm right. Blaming you. If you only change, then I'd be happy. Okay, I mean that's our culture. It's really sad. It's quite pathetic. And there is this is the anti hakma again, but. Everything is about blame, and your your family is the perfect microcosm of that. You know, your family you were brought you were brought up in a home of blame and shame. Well, like you were saying, right? You're just sitting there at the table as a kid, going, "Okay, my dad's going off and blaming everybody. Please don't let it be me tonight. Please don't let it be me." Okay, that is a that is a scared child. Okay. What is this? There's also a skill in that, though. Yeah. That you have to develop, at least for me, right? So, you're, so I don't know the kind of table of your That's listeners grew up in. But when that started happening, when I knew right away, like, oh, crap. Like, yeah. here's the judgment, right? That coach sucks. Why he didn't play my brother? Well, it, he didn't start me. Uh, that uh, your teacher is a blowhard. Um, our neighbors, whatever it would be, it was like, man, it was like set up the bowling pin, knock it down. Yep. Set up the next bowling, knock it down. And I sat over and I went, the only way I know I'm not to be the next was to jump in. It was like, oh, I got to start throwing my bowling pins up. Because that way I don't, it, the crosshairs of that whole thing are not on me. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. And no, so you then, yeah, so I have a. No, you join in as self-protection. Yeah, you join in as self-protection, and then that becomes part of your programming. And then when you're stressed out, you go back to that. You know, when we're stressed, we go back to that lowest common denominator programming, which wasn't so pretty. But we did it because we needed to survive through something, and that's the, you know, and that's what we unconsciously chose to survive. So, you know, that's our culture. So you're, I mean, a lot of us have this. I mean, I I was fortunate because my grandfather was the kindest man I've ever met, and I saw him all the time. And, and so he he set the most beautiful example of non-judgment that I've ever seen. But most people didn't have somebody like that. So we are a judging culture. And we judge also, like you said, in order to get the crosshairs off of us. And when we don't feel good about ourselves, boy, then we really start judging other people. Because I don't want you looking at me because I haven't dealt with my crap. So I'm just going to judge somebody else. I mean, that's what we do with all of our, it's all of what our media is. So, yeah, and I, but I, I, I love this, the way of decision, law of expectation. I will make the decision that I can't control another individual, only myself, and gratitude. I'll make the decision to focus on what is going right rather than what is going wrong. And that changes everything. All of it. It does. It changes it well, all. I heard one time from a spiritual teacher, and I love this. He said, Complaint is saying to the world, God, I don't like my life. What you've given me is crap. Okay. That's what complaint is. Yeah, it's saying, okay, yeah, okay, divine, to the divine, to the creator. Yep, my life sucks. You didn't give me what I wanted. I mean, that's what complaint is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, and the opposite is focus on what's right, and then you can go from there. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think this is really, really important for all of us, right? I mean, and you know, yeah, everybody is judgmental on people. Yeah, it's it's I am too. it's well, yeah, it's it's just I'm judgmental of lazy people. I think I said that last time. But I love working, but I get I'm judgmental of someone that sits around too much. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> my thing. I, 
I have to work on that. What's wrong with all of you? <laughs> I mean, I'll say it, but I think that's not good. What's wrong? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Got a broken leg? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, we all have things, and it's based on our own pain. You know, but we all have things we judge people about, and it's based on their own pain. And then, again, we bring in that objective observer, and we've got to look at that within ourselves and what that's about. But I love that way of making that decision. So expectations and the gratitude, getting rid of those expectations. Just work on yourself. And then the gratitude for Just focus on what's right. And, yeah, that's really powerful. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, Nicole, just I know – yeah, we don't have a lot of time left here. So I just didn't know if there's anything you want us to answer, if there's any emails or questions on that. So I want to make sure we're not missing something. Well, I just wanted to pipe in with my two cents. You know, like it's so entrenched, this stuff. And, um, yeah. I mean, I've been running this network. We're in a 26th year starting January, which is now. Wow. And, wow. you know, we're still having um, – conversations that, that they're going through different layers, but it's the same thing as still facing this crap that's so ingrained in us and deeply programmed, yeah. you know, and it's always a conscious choice. Um, <laughs> and you were mentioning about the judgment too earlier. Um, you know, when I was, I met someone early on, like in the first couple of years, I didn't know anything about anything. I came out of complete abuse, darkness, blackness, there was, I didn't know, I had no experience with um, any of the positive side of life. And um, so I had to learn, uh, listen, you know, to the guidance and uh, learn as I went. And I remember early on, someone said to me, wow, you're a lot more negative than I thought you'd be for running positive news newspaper. And I was like, oh, hell, I'm doing amazing. You should have seen me before. So I was quite open about it. But, you know, it's all relative. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Well, and that's like you were saying to Nicole. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really important to be real. I, I remember yeah. Um, one of, uh, I, I've been, you know, training people for 22 years now, um, in the work that I do, the healing work and, um, you know, someone back in the day, and this was years ago and, you know, honestly, I mean, bless your heart, seriously. But yeah, she said to me once, she said, well, why do you tell clients like that, you know, you've got issues in your life. You shouldn't do that. They're not going to, they're not going to call you anymore. And I said, you know, I beg to differ. I said, I, I am a real person. And I've gone through a lot of crap in my life and darkness and, and quote, you know, very poor health and massive illness and, um, you know, bad relationships, done all that too, you know, um, anorexia, you know, the list goes on. And I share that with people because... I want to be real. I don't want to, yeah, like, you know, like you were saying, Nicole. No, I mean, you don't want to come in, come in here and be like, oh, I got all the answers. Just listen to me. No one wants to hear that. Why would they listen? Oh, I don't think anyone does have all the answers. No one has yeah. transcended all the programming. And I'll tell you, the ones that have told me they had did not make it onto the air. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah, not that's like great. that. <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. No, and they don't. Yep, those are not lasting relationships. They can't be. Yeah, I, you know, it's when people ask, and I get this, and I and I understand. They look at me and they go, I don't know how. They'll go, How did you have a a church of ten thousand people? You know, and then how did you have an inner city church of you know almost five thousand people? And um, so I've asked people that I've known that were part of those why they came. You know, like, why were they part of that community? Why why did they bring their all their neighbors? Why did they rush home after services and, you know, call people and say, you got to come back next, you know, you, you got to be a part of this thing that's going on. And every time, they, the same answer was, because you're real and raw. Mm. Uh, I think that's really key that authenticity to be able to say, this is where I am and come with me, not I've arrived, Here's what you have to catch do. me. Here's what you have to yeah, do. catch up. Come on, catch up, people. It's, here's where I am, come with me. And I think when, when you have that mentality, that real and that raw, people go, I want in on that. I want in on that. You know, because I'm, you know, as I say, your listeners, my guests, all these things, and we want them to do this, to close this out. We want them to write their, I just gave you our yeah. five examples in the last week of where our expectations exceeded reality, and we chose then to focus on the wrong, not the right, and then decided to turn that around. Mm-hmm. And so for people. Yeah, these are my five, you know, up to five. You know, this is what, I mean, some people are like, you'll have 15. Somebody's like, I don't know where I am, you know, or whatever with that. Um, maybe, <laughs> last week, maybe you're, if your life's maybe boring. 15 a yeah, day. yeah, you might have 15 a day. You might have none if you're boring. Like, it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, but I think that that's an important thing uh, to write those down, you know, and then to say, okay, God, um, help me with these, you know, help me to, Lower expectations, focus on me, not them, and then focus on what's right, not wrong. And so the law of expectation to lower those and the law of gratitude to, to, to really bring those along. And I think the real and raw piece on that is that, you know, come with us, not catch up to us. You know, we've arrived. That's crazy. And by the way, I want to say this. If you're around people like that, that are like, hey, I've arrived, catch up to me, I don't mean it's, I just mean, I mean all love, okay? Drop them. Drop them. I'm serious. <laughs> I did. Drop them, and that's and that's loving. And I mean, it's yeah. loving because yeah. you'll you'll you won't yeah. live in this under guilt and shame with that. Like, how come you're not going faster? How come you're not where I? You know, you, what's going? On? Well, can't believe you're still letting that get get you down, right? You, those are people that have arrived. To catch up. People that say, "Hey, I'm right in this with you. Come with." As I learn, I want to give that to you too. Be with them. And, again, I think that's where people I'm, – seriously, I can't tell you how many, quote, unquote, church growth conferences are out there. Giving people growth skills that don't have deep hearts, and that's really scary to me. You know? Um, you know, I mean, I could write a book mm. on that. And, yeah. you know, yeah. and so we're giving these, you know, so allow your heart to go deeper. And, ne- and next time we get with you, we want to talk about this way of love. You well, know, in that way, have your, your heart deeper in that. And healing is possible for everyone. It is. It may not look like how you want it to, right? We're talking about the script or you're talking about, you know, yes, it's true. 
like drop certain people from your life. Um, I've done that. So have you. Everyone has. Nicole has. Everyone I know has. You have to do that sometimes. But also, you know, I can't help but see because I guess because of what I choose to do for a living, I always see the flip side. I always see, okay, yeah, but why is that person that way, right? They're that way because of all this pain. And they can heal. They just have to throw their hat in the ring. Okay. They can heal. Healing is possible. You know, I mean, who the, you know, the the pastor guy here. I mean, all all <laughs> things are possible. All things are possible with God. They are. That's another. I mean, to me, that's another way of saying healing is possible. Yeah, it is, and that's why we're here, right? I mean, that's why we're here, and we share these things because healing is possible for us, and it's possible for everyone else too. And that is that's a hopeful. That's a hopeful message. And catching yourself in this stuff, I mean, we're kind of, you're you're great at sharing things in a really funny way. But, you know, catching ourselves in these things, it it is life-changing. It's life-changing because the stuff of life is the daily stuff. You know, that's the stuff of life. It's the daily, the daily grind, the daily things that come up like that. (laughs) Yeah, sure are. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, I just want to encourage your listeners in that, that, you know, Otherwise, you said, you can do this. You can heal. All things are possible. Mm-hmm. You know, hang in there. Put, put, you know, put yourself on a team of people that are really encouraging. So, Nicole, thank you. We just love that you let us come. And I love that you show up. <laughs> Yay. It just yeah. works. Um, on that note, we're actually at the top of the hour. Um, is there any kind of shameless self-promotion you want to get out there before we wrap? Well, I'm just excited that our um, my company training for healing solutions is coming up at the end of this month for um, my advanced students and practitioners, and it's an annual training. I just want to put that out there for anyone who's interested in the work that I do at BestHealingSolutions.com and some of my other practitioners that are amazing and my and students that are amazing. Um, so we have our annual training. So, you know, if if uh, the work that I love to discuss with you at times throughout our discussions here, you know, resonates with anybody, um, we do have, you know, a mastery program to teach the skills and the uh, kind of like the, the diagnostics and the intuition to teach people how to be able to help others. And so I just wanted to share that because our, our training is coming up uh, starting January Thirty-first. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I would just say I'm really honored to be a part of that. I just think, you know, in the morning, mm-hmm. being able, you know, we've got a bunch of people from all over the world going to be here, you know, some on site and some Zooming Zoom. in. Yeah. But, you know, being able to every morning just help people um, tune their hearts, you know, to be able to be some of the best healers the world has to offer. And I think that um, that's just really cool. And also I wanted to say if, some of your listeners are dealing with, like, the intricacies of relationships in this. Beth and I did a retreat three years ago, right before COVID, in Denver, Colorado, and it was called Hashtag Why Is Love So Hard? Yes. And um, we, yeah, it's in our shopping cart at com. So if you want to go, you can buy the whole package or you can just buy one at a time. 
um, for what you need. But we did we did four parts and over eight hours of content there for a bunch of just fifteen hours. Was it fifteen hours? Yeah. But anyway, it's a lot of content. And ultimately, um, oh, you know, that was, I loved that. we found the tapes. We found the tapes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it was so it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a blast. So um, if you want to jump on to besthealingsolutions.com, and like I said, you, you can buy the whole thing or just one part at a time and kind of where you are. But each of those is very clearly mapped out. And so Beth and I had a chance to to really help a bunch of people in Denver, and it went really, really well. So I want to put that out there, shameless self-promotion, as you say. And, um, you know, thank you. We love you, Nicole. Yeah, yeah, we do. (laughs) Love you, too. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to next time already. Take care. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the ride. We'll see you next time. Beth and Gil are all linked up at newsforthesoul.com. And we've got to do a quick changeover break. Conscious Parenting is next after this little reset break. 